Welcome to Sports Sunday here on Leitrim Daily. We have an action-packed lineup for you today. We're going to be focusing mainly on the GAA, a full round of fixtures in Division 1 and Division 2 of the All-County League, as well as finals and a playoff in Division 3 and 4, respectively. I'll be going through all of that with Declan Bohan, County Board PRO, later in the show. I'll also be catching up with Aidan Heeran about the Leitrim ladies game yesterday against Roscommon, the first round of the Intermediate All-Ireland Football Championship, where they were unfortunately defeated by Roscommon. I'll also be talking to Damien Butler about St Mary's victory over Ballinamore last night in Division 1, which ended their unbeaten run in the league. Mohol also going down, so no unbeaten sides left in Division 1, but St Mary's have given themselves a real chance of reaching a league final with that victory last night. We'll talk to Damien about how that and the other results have affected the league table over the last 24 hours or so. We'll also talk about the Division 3 final where St Mary's were beaten today by Sean Heslin's second team. Finally, our attention will turn to soccer where the FAI Development Officer for the County, Damon Kearney, brings us up to speed with the progress of the sport in the county, focusing mainly on the call-ups of Alva Clancy to the World University Games squad and Niall Morhan to the under-19 European Championship squad, who face Norway tomorrow afternoon in Armenia in their opening game of the competition. We'll take a look at the SSE Electricity League with Longford Town and Sligo Rovers, and we'll hear from Neil Fenn, the manager of Longford Town. On with the show. A busy weekend for Gaelic football in the county. I'm joined by the PRO of the county board, Declan Bohan, to take a look back at the results of the weekend. Declan, we might start with Division 3 and 4, where there were finals and playoffs to be played there. Um, this afternoon, Sean O'Heslins and St Mary's played off, having played in Division 1 last night. Their Division 3 sides were in action this afternoon in the final. A little bit of a, a fairly straightforward victory in the end, although a high-scoring game, 3-17 to 4-9 in favour of the Ballinamore men. Yes, Brefney, Um I was actually at that game myself uh, this afternoon, um, and uh, what well, I joined it about maybe seven or eight minutes into the into the uh, into the action, and and uh, St Mary's had scored two early goals to take command of it, but that wasn't the way it transpired because uh, Ballinamore, Sean O'Heston's reeled them in with some fine scores. Particularly their point taken was 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 very good. It was a very high paced game, I'd have to say, for Division Three. And considering that some of the players had already played in Division One against each other the previous evening, but overall, um, Ballinamore were were the better side. And uh, I suppose if you look at the scoreline, it was probably goals that kept St Mary's in it for quite a while. They got goals at, at particular times to bring it back and keep it competitive. But once uh, once Ballinamore uh, hit the front. In the second quarter, um, there always looked to be just one likely winner. But I have to say, it was a very, very entertaining game, uh, and 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 perhaps belied the fact that it was a Division Three final. Um, there'd be players playing in Division One and Two would have been happy to have the same standard affair every day they went out, you know. But it was just quite entertaining, well played throughout, and and uh, Ballymore were deserving victors at the end, you know. Yeah, and then in Division 4, of course, uh, local rivals to St Mary's, Leitrim Gales were playing Balnamore's local side, Ahawillan, in the Division 4 playoff. They were joint second in the table, so this was a decider to see who would be in the Division 4 final. I don't know, I wasn't at that one, obviously, it was on at the same time. Yeah, Leitrim Gales won the game out 16 points to one eleven. I saw that, yeah, which was a very, uh, very tight affair, and... 
you know, to be fair, Ahuillen won the Junior B Championship last year with their second team. And it has to be said, it's a great credit to the Ahuillen club to be able to put out a second team from a small area and quite a good quality team too, to be fair. But uh, having they won their a, a pre-playoff, if you like, last weekend to qualify for this stage. But Leitrim Gales just proved to have that extra strength and depth that would appear to have to got their way through to the final. And they'll meet uh, Kilchobert in the, in the league final. I'm not sure exactly when that's penciled in for, but... Uh, the likelihood is it could be next weekend. I'm just not sure, but it, it should be an interesting uh, end to that to the season for that particular division, you know. Yeah, we'll turn our attention now towards Division One and Two at a full round of games in both, as the relegation and promotion picture comes more into play. Some big surprises at the top of the table, though. Uh, Ballinamore beaten by a point, eleven points to twelve against St Mary's, while Mohill were fairly convincingly beaten it must be said 215 to 17 points by Glencar Manor a four point victory there but they were top of the table at the start of the play at the weekend yeah and they're still top of the table Breffney too despite losing but but the interesting aspect of the fact that both top teams who were unbeaten up to that stage were beaten on the same evening I suppose it has tightened up the 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 uh the battle if you like to call it over the last two rounds to get to league final positions and they're still in pole position uh, they're still uh, have that extra point or two advantage, you know, going into the last two rounds. But um, I was just looking at the table here. They're both fire, uh, set on 15 points each. St. Mary's Kiltahart have done themselves a huge favour with that win and have brought themselves well back into the mix. They're now in third place on 13 points. So realistically, it's all to do and all to lose for both Ballon and Moore, Sean O'Heston's and, and Mohol. If they win their remaining two games, well, then they're obviously guaranteed to be in the final. Yes. But the loss has made it very interesting overall in the in the, in the context of, of, of what will happen, you know. Well, I think the most interesting thing is they still have to play each other. So, Ballinamore and Mohull still haven't played each other. So, should one of them lose that game, it would open the door for St. Mary's to sneak into a final, potentially. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose particularly when you take head-to-head results and that type of thing that, that, that can, uh, can come into the mix because... Should Mohol win, then that should Mohol win that outstanding game, then then it should put them directly into the final, you know, because of head to head and so on and so forth. Now, I was chatting to the chairperson of the or the secretary of the CCC there back earlier, and she said they're running with round eleven next week, which, in actual fact, will leave the Mohol uh, Ballinamore game as the last game, which was a round one game. So. Uh, next weekend, uh, I see Ballinamore, Sean O'Heston will be due to play Alan Gales and Mohal are due to play Gord Letra. So looking at Forum, if those ga- are the games that are played next weekend, you'd expect both of them to win those two games, which could mean, could mean, depending on other results, that the last game would be relatively meaningless. But it's, it's all tied into each other. We could still have it going down to the very last round and all sorts of permutations can come into it at that stage. But one of the more interesting things, I suppose, in relation to this year's league, probably a lot of it to do with the fact that, you know, as we're going to eight teams next year and there'll be four teams dropping out of it into Division 2 for 2020, is that every league game in the last two rounds is going to be mean- meaningful for every club because of the big decisions that have to be made in terms of the four teams that go down. At this stage, uh, it looks like um, FINA, Alan Gales and Gardletra will be in Division 2 next year. But the fourth spot could be anyone from Leitrim Gales down to to uh, possibly Anna Duff at this stage, Art Nashilan. Uh, 
So you have, you have Sturbridge from Gaelzaha with an Anadolf Shield and all with something to play for. And potentially, while unlikely, any one of the top, any two of the top five could be in a position to reach a final. Interesting times ahead, absolutely. Looking down at the at the fixtures from last night, though, Leitrim Gales, of course, put one hand on the Division 1 status by putting a four-point gap between themselves and their opponents last night with two games to go. Ochnashielan, 14 points, Leitrim Gales won 16. A fairly solid victory in the end. It is, yeah, and should Leitrim Gales continue to win, you know, obviously it's it's entirely in their hands. Um, I see, but I see next weekend they'll be due to play Glencar Manor Hamilton, which is going to be another tough game for them. You know, so it's still all to play for. Uh, it's all to play for in terms of of points uh, and in terms of you know getting that whatever status it is for you for the following year. And you know that has has added an an immense amount of bite to league games this year. And you know if you, if if we had our leagues as competitive as this every year, well then you know. People, the county in general and clubs in general would be well served, you know. And just a quick question there, Declan, in terms of the the logistics of it, Sheelan currently occupy that last relegation spot in fourth last space on the table. With Leitrim Gales having beaten them already, and with four points ahead and only two games to go, should they lose to and Sheelan win to, would Leitrim Gales still stay up on that head to head results? They would if it was only two teams that are tied. But I'm you have you. to bear in mind. You have to bear in mind at the moment where Leitrim Gales and Ahawillan are both on ten points. Anadoff are just below them on eight, and Ochnashilan are on six. So there is the potential for you know teams to tie, and and eventually head to head will only will only be the deciding factor if there are two teams that are only tied. So. There's because there are possibilities there for for three teams to be tied yet. You know, I mean, you'd want to be a mathematician, I'd say, to work out all the permutations in it. And sometimes, you know, when you do that, the simplest outcome is what happens. And with you know, after next weekend's games, it could actually all be decided. You know, in terms of who's going where, and the last round could be relatively meaningless. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, if you're expecting that type of an outcome generally it tends to get complicated you know that type of thing so yeah the other scores just to round off the first division Ahawillan won at 12 Melvin Gales 9 points a great result there for Ahawillan while Anna Duff beat Fina by a single point 2-9 to 14 points your own Borna Cooler ran up a nice score last night 5-10 to 122 against Drum Riley yeah it was it was by all accounts it was a very competitive game uh, Drum Riley obviously at the top of the table have been absolutely flying in, in, in that situation and uh, you know uh, needed as much results as they possibly could to, to try and copper pass in the league, league final space the decisions I suppose in division two are probably more clear cut at this stage in that it's that any one from the top any two from the top five uh, could potentially make a league final I think Ballon Lair after the result today are guaranteed to be in that league final anyway they had a very uh, big victory over Glencar Manor Hamilton's second team. Yes. But the, the two interesting games are the the real interesting game, I suppose, we have to take it, is the backlog game that's been played Wednesday between Drum Cairden and Carrie Gallon, and that's going to decide a lot of the issues. Uh, it could even decide the result of it, could push it close to deciding the top four should Drum Cairden win. Uh, but it's in Drum Cairden's hands now at this stage with two games to go. That should they win their two games, they will they'll, they'll actually qualify from by my reckon looking at it for a league final, you know. So a lot of issues to be decided there in, in, in that in that competition as well. And I suppose clearly by 
by Wednesday evening with the single fixture that's outstanding, we'd have a clearer picture of where it's going, you know. Just to confirm those results, Declan, Drum Kieran 3-9, Ahavas 8 points, Drum Ahare 2-14, Eslin 3-10, a single point victory for Drum Ahare, while Kiltubbard 3-7, Carrigallan 1-17, a four-point win for Carrigallan. Played today, this morning, uh, Glencar Manor 8 points, Balneglera 10-15, uh, a massive result there for Balneglera, who sealed their place in the league final. And Mohol GA Club, seven points. Clune, 5-15. A local derby there going the way of Clune versus Mohol's second team. So, as you mentioned, that's how the Division 2 shapes up with those finals in Division 3 and the final set to take place in Division 4. Possibly next weekend, as you said, it's going to be an entertaining weekend again next week. Thank you very much, Declan, for joining me. That's no problem, Brett. Thanks yourself. One club who've had a mixed bag of results is St Mary's Kiltar. And I'm joined by Damien Butler, a member of both the first and second team panels, although injured at the moment. Damien, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brittany. Now, you were in Balnamore last night and you saw Carrick take a scalp. Uh, Balnamore top of the table going into the game. Yeah, it was uh, Yeah, it was great to get the, the two points in, in Balnamore. I suppose going into the game, um, the, their league form was quite good, so it was it was a good test for ourselves, I suppose, to see exactly where we were at. And um, yeah, it was a fairly close game. Um, we had a good start. I think we probably I think we were four one up after about fifteen minutes, and um, probably the middle third of the game, ten or fifteen minutes before after half time, Balnamore were well on top, but um, we finished quite strong again and um just edged it it was it could have went either way really but um we just just got the last the last two scores to to win it by one yeah so um good i suppose we're playing Balnamore again in the championship in a few weeks time so um it's good to get to get um to draw first blood really i suppose now i suppose most people at the start of the weekend would have predicted uh, Sean O'Heslin's and Mohol final in Division 1 of the league but you've kind of thrown the cat among the pigeons with those teams yet to play each other you're only two points behind both sides and St Mary's have given themselves a real chance of, of shaking up and being part of that final itself Yeah that's true yeah and I suppose the three league games early on before Leitrim played in the championship we had one win after the first three games and it, it didn't look great our league chances um, didn't didn't look great at the time but um yeah back in with a chance um of getting to a league final which is a huge positive really we haven't been in a league final in a long time looking at the other division one results from last night melvin gales dropping points is also good news at the top of the table what's your view of what's happening at the bottom of the table fina alan gales gortletra they're all relegated after last night's results and it looks like ochna or anna duff are probably most likely to be the fourth team going down has the change to an eight-team league been better or worse for Leitrim football this year? Uh, I think it's been better. Um, the games are all very competitive. Nobody is going to to rest players maybe or take ease take the foot off the pedal at any stage because there's there's so much at stake. So um, it's it's been I think it's been a very good league overall. Um, the I suppose there's a lot of games been played over the last three weeks which. In one way, it's it's great to have games coming thick and fast, and if you're getting a few wins, it's it's great, and it roll on the next game. But I suppose for some teams that maybe games haven't haven't been getting the results, it's it's quite tough. Your second team were in action today. Unfortunately, you you missed the game through injury, but Sean O'Heslin's got revenge for last night's defeat with a five point victory over St Mary's last night. Disappointed? 
Uh, yeah, a little bit disappointed. All right, yeah. But although we've we've no complaints really. The better team won this morning. They used the ball a lot better, and uh, they, they had a little bit more pace around the pitch. It was quite warm in, in Park Sean at noon today, so um, their pace and that seemed to cause us a lot of trouble. So um, no, the, def- the better team definitely won. We had no complaints. And um, some exciting young players there too. Um, Tom Pryor in particular, he's, he seems to be one to one for the future. Yeah, I've seen him play with the minors and this year's under 20s. And he's small. He can cause trouble for opposing defences. Talk to me about what's happening with the championship ahead. Two weeks to the start of the championship. St Mary's, they're always in that hunt when when people are talking about potential winners. What can we expect from St Mary's in this year's championship? That's what we'd all like to know, I suppose. Well, hopefully we can give a good account of ourselves. Um, we've had a number of youngsters, I suppose, it's their first year. We had a good minor team last year, so the, a bunch of lads are coming through at the moment. And um, it's their first year playing adult football, so it'll take a bit of time. But um, they've brought a lot of energy to the whole thing, which is huge positive and gives the energy rubs off on everybody else too. So, yeah, we've Balnamore in a few weeks' time in the group. Otna Sheila and Alan Gales, Aha Willen. Yeah, some tough tests ahead in the in the group stage but um they, our team i suppose we've it'll be interesting to see how these young lads fit in with the older lads and um i suppose over the last few weeks it's been the lads joe and james just trying to to create that that mix and and get them playing together well listen damien we wish you the very best luck for the rest of the season and i'm sure we'll be chatting to to you or others in your club uh, as the season progresses okay thank you Refney. best of luck with the podcast Great publicity for the county. Now, Leitrim ladies were in action yesterday against Roscommon in the first round of the All-Ireland Intermediate Football Championship. I'm joined by County Board Chairman Aidan Heeran to talk about how the game went. Aidan, it was a tough day at the office for the Leitrim girls. It sure was in all aspects. Weather-wise, it's very warm there. Good enough, I suppose, a great big crowd, a good boost from the stands and that there was great atmosphere there uh the heat was a factor for us but like we did give the first half a good going over we were pretty slow starting off uh and then once we got into it and got a bit of belief in ourselves we just like really put up to us common and uh, by half time we're only four points behind and we were we were down maybe nine one time so we really brought back some great playing our defense really came out quick let the ball in long into the forwards besides carrying it all the time so we got two or three Great goals, you know, from Michelle Heslin, Carla de Groon and Elise Brune. You know, really fast ball in and we caught them off hop and, and uh, we got scores there. Uh, we, we gave away possession once or twice, which cost us dearly. But in general, all the, like, the players all around really played well. Uh, second half, we, we decided we'd give our, our subs a run as well because they've been with us all the way. So we felt uh, they need to get a fair go as well. So we put them all on, on as well just to uh, make everybody have a game for the day. So it was like an honest effort by all the players. And I was very pleased the way they played. Gave it everything they could give it and that's all we asked from all our team. It was a slow start, conceding a couple of goals really early on. But I think that second quarter showed that there's plenty of potential in this Leitrim side after a year out of the game. 
Yeah, certainly. And like uh, like from a previous encounter with Roscon, the same thing happened as well in Park Tom and Carrigan Shan within three early goals. But we come back fast with two goals straight away and put the pressure on them. So like it's just a reaction that uh, needs to be more maybe more uh, faster, you know. Just after the first goal this goal, you really need to sort of tighten up everything and just watch for it. And probably we were a bit slow to react in that. But then once we got a bit of confidence going, a bit of movement going, players running off each other and a bit of confidence in moving the ball up the field and moving up fast. And the players settled in pretty well and, and there were containers coming quite good to the war. The next game up is awfully in two weeks' time. It's a Leitrim venue. How are we faring out against that challenge? Uh, Offaly will give us a, a good run. We feel we're, we're pretty even Stevens with them. Uh, we'll have three or four of our, our regular players back as well who've been away in Hollis and unavailable. So it'll give us a bit of more confidence going into that game. Like, I think if we, you know, start well, not start slow like we did against Roscommon, you know, and, and take it to Offaly and, and get pressure on them right from the start, you know, we, we, we'd hope we might get over the line. We hope we will, you know, just if everybody's just see how our training goes the next two weeks and the, and the attitude of the players and that and our build-up and our preparation, I feel we will give Offaly a good run. Thank you very much, Aidan, for joining us and I'm sure we'll be chatting to you ahead of the Offaly game in two weeks' time. Certainly will. We'll let you know the venue and all once uh, the county board meeting is Tuesday night with the, with the men's championship. So we'll, we'll figure our time in between them games to play it on that weekend of the 27th, 28th of July. It's been a busy time in Leitrim soccer and I'm joined by the FEI development officer for the county, Damon Kearney. Damon, welcome to the programme. Bethany, thanks for having me. We have had a landmark month for Leitrim football, really. We've had international representation at women's football uh, with Alva Clancy at the World University Games, where they were very unlucky to miss out on a medal at that competition. And also, Niall Moran has just been included in the under-19 squad for the European Championships, which start today in Armenia, Ireland in action tomorrow. And we'll talk more about Sligo Rovers and Longford Town later on, but let's focus on the, the successes we've had at international level. Let's start with Alva in Italy over for the World University Games. It's a big achievement for her, her second time at the competition. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's her second time um, to be involved in, in such a thing. And you know yourself, Bethany, you've been over at the World uh, University Games and it is a huge, a huge competition. Um, and for some for Alba to, to get called into that for two two tournaments in a row is a phenomenal achievement. Um, like I say, going back for her, she would have been the first international to come from Leitrim when she was called up to the Irish girls' schools under 15. And then from there, she's gone on and played National League with Castleback or Kenny, and now she's with Galway United or Galway Women's FC. So, listen, she's a person that has great pedigree in the game as well. So, it's a phenomenal achievement um, for her to be involved in such an event. Also well known to any followers of ladies football in the county, she's she's stuck the ball in the back of the net for the ladies footballers on many occasions in the past. Niall is kind of new territory for him, uncapped previous to this year, but he was called up for the qualifying stage and played a game and a half uh, in Russia. Now faces into Armenia tomorrow, where they play Norway at three forty-five tomorrow afternoon. It's a big step up to the European Championship finals. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say. Um... Niall is someone that's he's come through the ranks of different age groups uh, locally with Carrick Town, then he went on to Fan Celtic and then involved with Sligo Rovers for 17s, 19s and, and now into the first team. Um, and Niall was always a kid that was Mr. Consistent. You knew what you were getting um, with him week in, week out. And no matter what role he was in, he would always do a very good job. Um, but it's a testament to himself 
Uh, he, he had a great attitude, a great desire, a great willingness to want to learn and improve. And that's been, I, I suppose, what's happened for him. He, he has developed year on year and he's progressed and he's gone into the National League and formed very well at the 17 and uh, 19s. We play the year like over one to under eight teams and he's got any chance at the first team this season and, and last season and listen when he's gone in he's performed well and he's been asked to go in in different roles as well um, and again it's a great achievement for him um, like I say there's not many home based teams I think to, or home based players I think to five at, in, that currently um, with League of Ireland club for, for, for Niles would be one of those it's a phenomenal achievement um, for him and, and again as well their recognition for what he has done yeah, I think we there's five home-based players in the squad. Well, four, but we, we're giving a fifth to Ali Regba of Leicester City, who literally just joined from Bohemians a week ago. The others, from a home-based perspective, are Brandon Kavanagh of Shamrock Rovers, and we also have Andy Lyons from Bohemians, and Brian Marr, the goalkeeper from St. Patrick's Athletic. But looking down through that list, Arsenal is on the list, Manchester United, Manchester City, Leicester City, all of these teams that have been there or thereabouts at the top of the Premiership for the last number of years. These are... It's a big squad to be selected for. And I think I think it is a sign of the times, the way the game is changing in Ireland with the underage national leagues now, that this is, is now uh, bringing the, the home-based players more into the prominence of these international managers because they're playing at a good standard week in, week out. They're playing the best of the best in their own country as well and giving them the opportunity. And again, even just the League of Ireland and the Electricity League as a whole, certainly managers now are, are more inclined to bring in young players where perhaps in the past it wasn't much of a done thing to actually blood in young players you'd rather go for more experienced players um and but i think the underage leagues have helped uh in cases like that with nile and allowed him to develop and play at a high standard in in with sligo rovers only about half an hour 40 minutes away from his home and he's got that opportunity and because he's done well and he's progressed um he's given the that opportunity to go and represent his country which for any footballer is the pinnacle um, of your career there's nothing better than wearing a green shirt and, and getting to represent your country now turning our attention towards domestic matters closer to home we have Longford Town were in action last night they came from behind to secure a 2-1 victory against Strahd United to put themselves back into second place in the first division of the SSE Electricity League you were at the game what were your thoughts? great win for Longford listen there was a crucial clash in terms of the makeup of the table. Drahad had been on a good run of form. Longford's had a little bit of a wobble since the mid-season break and just before. Um, so it was really uh, a clash that, that Longford needed to get some points and definitely, if not three, definitely at least get away with a point. But it was a good, decent enough game. Uh, I think thought Longford, Neil Finn's brand of football were very evident, played nice football all the way through. Probably in the final third, didn't create too many chances in terms of opportunities or the goalkeeper having to make too many saves. Um, but saying that Drahada did go ahead in the first half, slightly against the run of play, it has to be said. Lee Stacey in the long for goal didn't have a lot to do either. But then both the lads show great character to come back. And again, it's, it's an important three points because you know yourself, Bethany, from following the, the league, the first division is so tight. Anyone could beat anyone. And, and again, it's, it's getting to the final what, seven games of the season every point is going to be crucial now and like I say shells through at the weekend as well so there is a, a little bit of a, a chance that Longford if they continue their progress and pick up a few wins along the way they still have Shelburne to play and Shelburne still have 
played Rahada, so you never know. And I know, like I say, Longford's ambition is to try and be in the promotion hunt. So, listen, they're giving themselves a chance, but they can't afford any more slip-up um, after Limerick last weekend. Absolutely, Damon. Just taking one quick look at the league table. Shells lead by five points from Longford with those seven games that you mentioned to play in the competition but most importantly in terms of the playoff hunt uh, the the winners go up automatically but the next three teams are in the playoffs so Longford have a seven point gap with a reasonably healthy goal difference back to fifth place Limerick so it would they would need to drop a lot of points probably three defeats minimum uh, to avoid being in the playoffs and they're in a really strong position Longford Town's Neil Fenn spoke to their YouTube channel last night Reporter Tony G asked him what he thought of the game. Here's what he had to say. Um, more pleased with the performance. I thought we were we were excellent in the first half, especially um, and conceded a goal against the run of play, which obviously is not helpful. You know, I've, I've told the players lots of times it's very difficult if you if you concede early in this league or concede first in this league. But the boys show great character. Um, got an excellent equaliser from from Dylan. Weather a big storm in the second half, but you know, come out with a win. The former Cup specialists, Longford, looking forward to the FAI Cup there. And that kicks off in a couple of weeks. It's the first time in two seasons that they won't be kicking off that competition with a opposition of Sligo Rovers, who themselves were in action in the Premier Division of the SSE Electricity League last night. I was in the showgrounds for the arrival of Waterford United. Uh, a pretty drab affair. Never really got going, if the truth be told. Sligo missed a penalty after about 15 minutes and Waterford kind of dominated most of the game from there on in. A very good defensive display from Sligo. But um, it's been an interesting year for, for the Sligo Rovers, Damon. Um, listen, there's a new manager that's come in, and change doesn't happen overnight. It's been, I suppose, a, a tough couple of years for, for Sligo Rovers fans in terms of it has been a struggle at, at towards the bottom end of the table. Um, listen, I suppose, looking at last night, if you were to look at both squads at the start of the season, considering Waterford's results um, last season as well, you would have said, you would have predicted probably that Waterford should have been finishing above Sligo Rovers in the table. But to be honest, it has not the case. Waterford had their own struggles this season as well and lost a couple of players as well so it's all to play for in terms of that bottom sort of tier outside of, of the top four in the Premier Division there isn't a huge amount between the team Sligo have had some outstanding results in terms of when you think Dundalk win even Shamrock Rovers draw um, away from home if you're being totally honest you wouldn't expect it, them to pick up many points against those two oppositions at all this season so listen there's been signs of, of the development there's been signs of improvement but listen need to take time as well Buckley I'm sure will will sit down and, and assess things this season and see what went well what's not gone well and where to improve going forward in the season and, and hopefully Rovers can kick on from there and improve year by year yeah, on the positive side of things, Danny Kane looks like a really good acquisition by Sligo. Yeah. He arrived in the in the mid-season interval, in the break, and yeah, I think it's it's onwards and upwards for Sligo. They're, they've uh, they've had some fantastic results, as you said. There was actually a home victory over Shamrock Rovers as well, thrown in there this season. So they have exceeded probably the expectations of most commentators this season. I don't think they're going to quite push on for Europe, but I think they're reasonably safe from the drop as well. So it's going to kind of peter out maybe maybe a cup run as neil fenn suggested uh, earlier in the show maybe a cup run for sligo is exactly yeah, what they need to uh, to kind of reinvigorate the feeling around the club and get people back in that feel good factor that they've had for a fair part of the season to be fair to them damon thank you very much i know you're busy day on day 
working for the betterment of sports and soccer and specifically in the county and i'm sure we'll be chatting to you over the course of the year perfect thanks for being having me back and that folks is the show for another week we will be back next saturday with another preview of next weekend's action meanwhile in the morning i will be here with kiss my arts the new art show on leitrim daily and we will be featuring the bears cabin and the casting emporium two craft companies that have been established in leitrim in the last little while i will talk to you then